Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach. And this week, we're talking about an album that has been uh, suggested to us in the past. And, uh, you know, people are just like, hey... You guys got to get to that Blood Simple. And today is the day we're listening to Blood Simple, their album, A Cruel World. We're going to get, we're getting right into it right now. Let's get right into it, everybody. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on March 29th, 2005. That's a come down record. Indeed is a come down record. Jenny, start with you. Any history with Blood Simple? Uh, This album cover looks very, very familiar to me. This was released at the time that I was working at Record Time. Odds are, I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of those like listening station records that the record company sends to you. It looks very familiar. I had not listened to it before we listened to it for the show, though. I've, I've never done any sort of deep dive on this band um i don't even know if i knew they existed uh necessarily but when i saw this album cover it did look very familiar lauren how about you no history with blood simple i saw the album cover and it did feel familiar to me as well but when i dived into who was in the band and where they're from i i had no history with it whatsoever and all these songs were brand new to me uh, Matt, any history with Blood Simple? Same. Uh, it's going to be a threefer on the I'm new to Blood Simple, although I do have to make mention that last uh, two weeks ago, when we did the Limp Biscuit record, this came out the same year. Same mm-hmm. year as the unquestionable mm-hmm. truth. 2005, man. They were still they were still thinking, let's do some chugs, let's do some rips. Heck, let's talk about it, Jenny. First, we'll talk about who's in Blood Simple. On this record, we've got Tim Williams on vocals, Mike Kennedy on guitar, Nick Rowe on guitar, Kyle Sanders on bass guitar, and Chris Hamilton on drums. All right. Now, these gentlemen, some of them used to be in a band called Vision of Disorder. And apparently what happened was Vision of Disorder was a metalcore band with some hardcore vibes going on in there. And they made a record called From Bliss to Devastation that some people felt was a little new metal, or in some cases, a lot new metal. And it ruptured the band, and they split off. Some of the guys formed another band. Some of the guys formed Blood Simple. And I will say Blood Simple no longer in existence they did this record and one more and then basically reformed vision of disorder uh but in the time well jenny what are these genre tags the genre tags on this record are first one new metal boom second alternative metal third metalcore and fourth groove metal so there you go also jenny you didn't mention it but it should be noted that that new metal tag has three citations. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Also, we got to talk about it. An old friend, 
behind the producer boards. Jenny, who we got? We got Garth. Garth. And listen, Garth, a legend of the genre, produced many classics. But for some reason, some fucked up reason, his Wikipedia link is dead. Whoa. What? It's just a red link, which means that someone decided that Garth Richardson, producer extraordinaire, he produced the first Rage Against the Machine record, you motherfuckers, and they got rid of his Wikipedia page. All I can say is he's in good company, just like when they took away Putney's. A crime then, a crime now. How dare you? Restore Garth's Wikipedia, restore Putney's. Damn it. Mm. I'm livid about this. Anyway, so they got Garth behind the boards. They got a legend behind the boards. They said that they decided to work with him because he had worked with such legends as Rage Against the Machine and 40 Below Summer. And they said that Richardson understood the sound the band was seeking and did not attempt to tone it down. I thought one of the most interesting things about this record, though, was that it was a very lengthy process to make it. Matt, this record took three years to make. Wow. Extended period of writing, three and a half months in the studio. Now, the vocals recorded in six weeks. Then they took some time off. They got to mix the record. They said, hey, here's the record. Mixed. It's done. You know what they said? You did it wrong. Not good enough. We are dissatisfied. We are not happy at all with this mix. Send it back. Have it remixed by our boy Mike Frazier. Mike Frazier? He came through. And then, you know, I looked at Mike Mike Frazier's resume. And um, I'll just read you six records that he that he mixed. And you tell me if, uh, if they made the right choice. The Razor's Edge by ACDC. Ball Breaker by ACDC. Stiff Upper Lip by ACDC. Black Ice by ACDC, Rocker Bust by ACDC, and Power Up by ACDC. <laughs> hey, if somebody that had mixed a bunch of ACDC records wanted to take a swing at one of our ups, oh man, I'd say swing away, Meryl. Swing away, swing, Meryl. Listen, swing away. listen. <laughs> I mean, truly, if we are my giving you them deep signs <laughs> references. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, if Mike Frazier does want to come over here and uh, and and mix down one of our apps, I mean, I gotta say it, he's gonna turn it into a stomper. He's gonna turn it into a stomper. I listened to one of the songs from this new ACDC record. I should say, listen to. I watched the music video, and in the music video, everybody looks to be about a hundred years old, but the song rocks. It rocks. ACDC. They still got it. They still good got for it. them. Good for them. Good for them. All right. So we t- yeah we talking about yeah. So this record from uh yeah from the ashes of visions of disorder comes this band. We've got some guests on the record. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the heavy themes that we're going to hear on this record. I should mention this one uh, peaked out on top heat seekers at number forty four. Um, for the album they did tour. If you go through the Wikipedia, it sounds like a lot of 
missed opportunities, almost happenings for this band. They were almost on uh, Ozfest, and then they weren't. They were almost on this one tour, and then it was announced that they weren't going to be in it. And, uh, I mean, they were on some hot tours, don't get me wrong, but it seems like there were a, a lot of indications where things were about to kind of happen for these guys, and then, no. So, I don't know if that contributed to the band eventually just deciding to go back to being Visions of Disorder, but um, it does feel often that, that you know, there was postponements and things that, that slowed things down for them and didn't quite allow them to take off. Um, I did look up to see, because I was like 2005... Did these boys play the machine shop? And the answer is yes, they did as a supporting act for Soulfly. That seems like a good fit. Yeah. So let's let's listen to some of this and or heck, let's listen to all of this. All right. <laughs> and see oh, how we oh feel. okay. Well, hell. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? All right. The first track on this record is Straight Hate. ready <laughs> if you ain't ready if you ain't ready you're done you're toast you're toast i want to say right off the bat excellent f-word usage going on here it's straight hate you're just a pawn in the game so fuck you i love it i love it the riffs are hot screaming vocals i got a little worried about that mumbly boy but that was just a preamble to the ripping and riffage to come. I loved it. Jenny, thoughts on straight hate? Hot open. As hot and open as I can imagine. I loved it. Loved the breakdown. I was here for it. Strong start. Matt, you activated the pit. You were really feeling it. Talk us through those feelings. I feel like it's been a while since I've activated the pit, but it's so fucking clear. Like... Yeah, these guys came to play as close to a call to arms as you can get. Uh, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. When I put this thing on for the first time, I'm like, oh, 
I don't know how the rest of this record's going to go, but these boys know how to start an album. They they know what they're doing. They know what they are doing. Songmeanings.com. The comment I really liked is from I Am The Eggman, who said, This song made me think of the army. It's like he's fucking sick of the government using him like that there's like that, but there's nothing he can do about it. You're just a pawn in the game, so fuck you. I saw this video in Headbangers Ball, went online and downloaded it, and now I think I'm gonna go buy the CD because this song fucking owns your mom in the face. Oh, take that, mom. Oh, ooh, mom. Ugh. So sorry. Mom. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, uh, this sweet commenter was not wrong. This song was written about American soldiers fighting in Iraq. Vocalist, uh, this is all according to Wikipedia, vocalist Tim Williams stated that the song was about how difficult it was for the soldiers and that he wanted to write something where the words would help them through the day. Williams denies that the song is political, stating that he does not care about the government's reasons for deployment of troops to the Gulf. So that's interesting. I mean, you can say something's not political. But once that's out in the world, baby, it's going to get politicized. That's right, baby. That's right. Uh, the music video that he is talking about is indeed intense. Blood Simple is performing in a very tiny room for a very animated audience. And you can tell that it's legit because they are performing next to a very inconveniently placed pole. That could mm-hmm. only be in a real underground venue that somebody was like, we can put a show down here. And somebody go, what about the pole? I say, eh, they deal with the pole. And that means every band that plays that venue, right before they go out, stage manager goes, uh, just uh, be mindful of the pole. <laughs> and uh, there's there's a lot to enjoy about this video. Uh, Jenny, you watched this one, right? I did, yes. The dread work going on in here. Incredible. It's a lot of dreads and a lot of whipping of dreads, I will say. And the drummer, I looked up the drummer. He used to be in Downset. And most of the time when you see, I think most of the time we see bands in videos with their drummer, the drummer is just drumming. He's just doing his job, maintaining the beat. He's not doing much else. But this guy... He's doing moves. He's putting his sticks up to make signs and symbols. He's doing the damn thing. I was very impressed. This is this is one of those like, hey, is Blood Simple legit? And then you watch the Straight Hate video and you're like, yeah, they're fucking legit. Because you see that audience, that audience, no plants, no, uh, no, uh, the only real motherfucking deal people mm-hmm. at this show. They are. A sweaty, seething mass of blood, simple hardcores. And I love it. Great feeling, great video, great song. All right. Up next, we've got Path to Prevail. Yeah, 
if there if there was such a thing as new metal school and your assignment was i want you to come into class tomorrow and i need you to give me your best fuck shit up song and blood simple walks in and presents first the rest of the class is gonna go fucking hell how am i supposed to follow that screams into that chuggy chorus this is track two and i wrote my the boys did it again track fucking two track fucking two incredible jenny thoughts i like this a lot um i definitely at this point based on these two songs was searching for or expecting something that was more purely new based on the genre tags and their citations. I definitely hear the new influence and I can understand how at this time, especially this band vision disorder was like a hardcore band pretty much like that was the deal with that band so I can understand hearing something like this. If you say this is a hardcore band and you hear like this specific kind of chug um, and thinking like, okay, that's like maybe a little new. I really liked this. I thought this was a ripper. I'm super into this record. At this point in the record, I am saying to myself, is this new or is this hardcore? Is this like more in that like hardcore vein? Because I'm I'm getting so much of that from it, and I love it. But I, in my initial listens, was curious to see if I'd really get that new. And you know, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but we do. <laughs> but that's where I am with this right now. Like I love it, but to me, it still feels a little more hardcore than new. Matt feelings? Well, I'm feeling it for sure. I like what they're doing. I keep coming down to it's 2005. So it's kind of had all the lessons of new metal and coming from hardcore. I feel like there's there's a mix there's a mix mix going on here cuz I don't think it's cut and dry like we hear you know we hear blind and all of us go yep there it is because that like the riffs are there there is chug at times but it's just different two songs in but i'm here for it i i definitely know what you're talking about i think what it is is that perhaps i was perhaps i've been listening to it on that sort of like learn the lessons sort of wavelength you know, we're doing all the right things about new metal. We're not doing any of the wrong things about new metal. But it still have because let's just go to it. Let's go to 150 for the part that I've labeled the "You're Full of Shit" section. I think what it is, is that you have that hardcore sensibility, but it's mixed with a very 
thick and bottom end that I don't associate. I I guess for me, I'm always, when I think of hardcore records, I always think it it still sounds too thin. It sounds like it was recorded for not a lot of money. It sounds like it was, you know, made for basements, you know, made for basement shows. And I hear this and I'm like, well, these guys, they're aiming for the arenas. They're aiming for the big rooms with a sound like this. I think that is the, the difference you get when you get a guy like Garth Richardson behind the boards who, for some reason, does not have a Wikipedia page. Anymore. Anymore. <sighs> what is going on? I see what you mean, Lauren. I think that makes sense. But let's 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 keep it going. Let's keep don't, talking about this. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> let's keep it going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. Up next, we have What If I Lost It? Matt, this felt very new to me. This feels like textbook. Like, let's run it down. What does a pit stoker sound like in in the new metal canon? A lot of this. I'm hearing familiar beats, rhythms, uh, familiar, you know, guitar riffs. Feels like good pair of slippers maybe the vocalist is taking a different attack a little smoothed out we've got the electronic bloopy boys there on the at a little delay effect on them definitely going for a different feel than the first two songs obviously it's the third song it's a different song matt <laughs> this is the fucking insight four years of new metal review gets uh, you know what i always thought you know i like what matt points out that we are not on the second song anymore that we are on the third song <laughs> it's the best part of the show that is when you know i just want to check in real quick jenny jenny when we mm. were on the second song yeah. were you thinking wait till we get to the third one i was thinking we're on the second one so oh. matt just blew my mind <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend like most of what I say is any more insightful than anything that you have just said, Matt, which I really think you're being hard on yourself about. I agree that this is where we get that new metal. A lot more of like what we would expect. It feels very in the pocket. It's our introduction to Smooth Boys, dipping our toes in, not giving us too much just yet. They don't want us to be shocked the riff feels very, very new metal. I liked this one. 
So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like the lyric, would you walk five blocks to meet me? And I was like, five blocks? We talking I mean, city blocks, bird city blocks, bird, bird country blocks. blocks? Yeah. I mean, five country blocks, that's a lot of blocks. Five city blocks? That's not much. That's not much. That's a that's a leisurely stroll afternoon. Five burb blocks. I've walked five burb blocks. So I guess the answer is yes. Yes, I would. I mean, what are we doing when we meet? Uh, I think actually probably fighting based on <laughs> this, the lyrics here. Uh, so so maybe not. Maybe not. But um, nonetheless, boys ripped it up on this one. And uh, I appreciated it. But it is, yeah, this one, a little hookier. A little hookier. A little more yeah. little more thought for uh for the radio. For the radio stations. I don't know. Was this uh was this a, was this a single? Let me look. Let me look at the old wiki. Let me look at the wiki. It was. It was. That place. Was. That makes sense. It was. It topped uh the mainstream rock charts or tracks at number thirty eight. That's right. That makes it a top forty hit. <laughs> there you go. There you, <laughs> there you go. go. There you go. All right. Congratulations on your top 40, boys. Uh up next, we've got Blood In, Blood Out. Blood in, blood out, blood simple. Jenny, we'll start with you. I mean, this is a straight ahead ripper. This feels like a hardcore song to me. Didn't get a lot of new here, but I did get a lot of enjoyment <laughs> listening to this song. <laughs> I did get a lot of enjoyment. <laughs> that They should have put that blurb on the cover. That's you high know? praise. <laughs> hey. If they uh, decide to reissue, just let me know. Take it. Slap it on the cover. (laughs) Put it on there. As we all know, everybody cares what I think about songs. It's called the Roach Coach Bump for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter when it happens in, you know, time. The bump is the bump and it happens when it happens. I mean, sorry. Go to ahead. interrupt you speaking of time these new metal like citations that we have in here are from 2018 and 2019 wow. so you know they're back in the consciousness here the bump is is happening it's happening it's here it's it's all around us and yeah this thing i wrote in my notes we are rocking all the lyrics are incredible the song rips this is how it is done i loved it 
I loved it. This is what it's all about. And I do hear the hardcore. But once again, it's that thing of just it has this bottom end and thickness to it that just feels more, like I said, you're, even though the straight hate video is in a tiny room, this is music for big rooms. Big rooms, because you know what you get in a big room? A big pit. That's just math. <laughs> I mean, that is, yeah, that's math. True. This is math. Matt, blood in, blood out. Love it. Um, I would love, you know, the thing that made me think more new metal over straight ahead hardcore is because when I was looking for the breakdown, it didn't come. They rocked into a chorus. And I was like, oh, okay, that's because I was expecting like that junk, junk, junk. Boom, like that hit, like that low. Yeah thing to happen and when it didn't and they just went back to the chorus i was like whoa that's a new metal move that's the new move it's the new move new move the song rips um hey from last week our buddy just listen to this when he's lifting oh yeah this is oh chris prime lifting music prime lifting you're gonna be lifting anything that's not nailed down man you got Blood Simple on. Absolutely. <laughs> Make sure the weight's not too heavy. Cause yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> blow a gasket. Don't rip your arms off. That'd right. be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. All right. Up next, we've got Sell Me Out. So this is an interesting twist here because I don't hear any hardcore here. This sounds like the other end of how things can go in 2005, where instead of straddling a hardcore new metal, you're straddling the new metal butt rock. Yeah, this is this is that mid 2000s alt that yeah. becomes yes. butt. This yeah. is. I got Muse. I heard a little Muse in some of in some of the Smooth Boys when it's like in that middle ground. I heard specifically Black Holes and Revelations. 
Interesting. Interesting. I feel the bass progression could be very Muse-like. Because, yeah, because he, he uses those types of runs often. Different attack on the vocal, obviously, going for a way more melodic sound, way more, you know, singing. Clean, mm-hmm. not, a, not a full clean sing, but a sing nonetheless. Not my favorite track on the record so far. This one's okay, but it feels like... Are they trying to broaden their audience? This Perhaps. was the other single, so they definitely felt it had more appeal. Perhaps a little bit of it. I mean, I definitely noticed it sequencing-wise. It makes sense if you're trying to broaden it out. <laughs> just a little bit. A little you're bit? just trying to... A little bit. Hey. just want to broaden it a little bit. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> you hey. said it all when you said nothing. Hey, hey, hey. hey. You, say, you say nothing, you might be saying everything. You know what hey. I'm saying? She a wants look. to sell me out a letter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, know what you uh, mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Sell me out. Sell me out over here. <laughs> Fool me. I will be fooled. <laughs> I'll be fooled 100% all the time because I am dumb. It's really good self-awareness. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I did not have any reference to Muse in this song because I thought it was pretty good. So I didn't hear any Muse in it. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is uh, what I found. Um, Songmeanings.com had a couple comments. Jenny, any that you stuck out to you? There was one that I did like. Uh, and also just the the commenter's name, you know, I, it was a different time and I forget that. <laughs> But Isis Lilith, I don't think they mean it the way we think of it now. Different time. uh, Says, it is fucking awesome. Smiley face. I'm not Christian or anything like that, but it makes me think of Jesus and the way they've betrayed him. (laughs) They slash we betrayed him. Yeah, they slash we. Wow. Put us on blast there at the end, Isis Lilith. Uh, I like this comment from Eric, Erica B., who said, dude, this song is fucking awesome. No one's commented on it. Sad face. Shit. Don't I understand this one plenty. Being used, but there's nothing he can do to change the way he feels. He misses her, but doesn't want to go back to the hellhole she puts him in, even though he's everything to her. Sad, I tell you. Sad. Sad, I tell you. Sad. That That's another one where I'm like, just tell us the whole story. Just tell us the whole story. Yeah. There's there's more. There's more going on there. You want to spill it. Spill it. Tell us what happened. How were you wronged? Mm, mm, mm. Toughstuff.com. <laughs> Toughstuff.com. <laughs> Toughstuff.com. Vaguely. Vaguely posting on songmeanings.com. All right. Up next, we've got the leaving song. Push my body to the floor 
Jenny, Matt, mm. I think I think this song can only be appreciated on a night drive. Oh, it's March. It's <laughs> raining. It's late. It better be raining. It better be raining. So, you, so people can't see these tears. <laughs> that's right. You got to have, listen, you got to have a 20 piece. Oh. Get them sweet nugs, baby. Yeah, gotta get them in there. What's I? I don't think we've ever talked about this. What's everybody's dip of choice? What's your? What's your? What's I'm your? I'm a barbecue man. Barbecue man, Jenny. Hot mustard. Ooh, good one. I am. Uh, I am also a barbecue man, though I grew up a sweet and sour boy. I grew up mm. to become a barbecue wife. man. She's a sweet and sour. Sometimes I'm a ranch baby. Whoa, ranch baby. But I don't know about the. The ranch at McDonald's is sketchy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I worked at McDonald's. I don't even remember the ranch. You say a little prayer before you uh, peel off that foil. You just (laughs) slap it on the the box. You pray that those chemicals are still doing their job. Oh, yeah. Is this stuff shelf stable? Are we sure? That's why uh, I mostly go hot mustard, but every now and again you're like, "Give me that room temperature ranch, baby." I, I need RTR. to live I need to feel something today. Give me that McDonald's ranch. Uh, yeah. So this is prime, prime night drive music, and also let me see that lighter music. And honestly, for that specific subgenre. They nail it. These boys have range. They have the range. Jenny, the leaving song. Yeah, they do have the range. Um, The first time I, the first listen through, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Where are we going, boys? Where's this treasure map leading me? Just because it feels like they're trying to do it all, but I'm not sure I get who they are as a band in this. But the more time went on and when I went into it, like trying to appreciate each song for what it was individually, I really came around to this song a lot more than I expected to, because I think they really do pull it off. It's just a little bit. It's like this. This record is like a little bit of whiplash when you go through. But I enjoyed it. It appears to be about a drug overdose. Is that right? You know, I I was reading through the lyrics and I feel like it's it's uh it could be about someone being dragged down 
by some sort of addiction. Also, it could just be about this unrequited love. He's sitting there waiting on the phone. You never call. You're still with me. Oh. But it's just a memory. <laughs> I'm thinking of a very different set of lyrics when I said the oh. drug thing. Unless love is the drug. <laughs> but no, you are correct. I think this is I about mean, a bad well, relationship. The other option is is that this is that you're just a memory because you're dead from drugs. Mm. And as you know, once you're dead, I'm not going to see you again. It's not like you're going to haunt me because ghosts are not real. Wow. This agenda (laughs) is now spanning multiple weeks. Uh, I mean, just had to bring it up. I did want to mention, I do have a physical copy of the album here in front of me. And we did not talk about this album cover, which I think is very apropos. It is apocalyptic. You have a lone white bird on top of what looks like the charred remains of a burned down house, perhaps, with uh, what I can only describe as a, a bloody sky of clouds and very ominous looking. And you might be wondering, how much did I pay for this album? I got it off of eBay, not from my normal guy. I got it from eBay seller Bad Seed for a mm. sweet $4.94. Great price. And indeed, this is also the promotional copy. It's got the promotional stamp on the cover. It says sale or other transfers prohibitive. Don't tell Bad Seed. They did it. They sold <laughs> it to me for a sweet price. They're the Bad Seed. They're the Bad Seed. Uh, inside the liner notes, we have pictures of the band. Um, some of them looking at the camera. Some of them looking sideways. All of them looking intense and ready to rock. Um, lyrics are fairly legible the thank yous are spread out in a long sheet that makes them very hard to read and i did anyway to find it if there were any fun thank yous or no thank yous the answer is no so you're welcome in that front and on the back we have the band walking down what looks like an alleyway that has been broken in the middle and then stitched back together but they are all walking i mean it's funny it's a still photo, but I can tell they are walking aggressively. Mm. There is, there is the, they've caught one guy's shoulder in such a move. I'm like, your shoulder only goes up like that if you are given a hard walk, <laughs> hard, aggressive walk. They walked hard enough so the ground had to be stitched back together. That's when is, you know you're walking hard. Yeah, it's one of the most underrated methods of fixing a road, stitching it back together. Indeed. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of this one? You know, I, for a moment, I was like, is this a band searching for identity? And then as the song kept going and I heard how well it was produced, I was like, no, no, this is intentional. This is who they are. They're trying to show range. They're trying to show that they, they kind of just aren't doing one thing. Like, they can do that. One, They can do straight hate path to prevail blood in like they can do the they can rip it up they can slow it down now do i want them to slow it down me personally they don't need to but do i know do i get the move yeah the move makes sense you know like it's not it's not uncharacteristic 
of a rock band to throw in a ballad or a slow one even though this isn't really a ballad it's more of a like a lament but very true songmeanings.com jenny this comment from maggot 666 this is a classic i always love dude here i am about to fucking get topped by maggot 666 again Ugh, my life uh this comment this song is absolutely amazing one of my all-time favorites ever in my opinion this song is about a guy who discovered his girlfriend was cheating on him and when confronted about it she began to totally ignore him the pain he feels is so immense yet he can't let go of his feelings for her despite all the pain and lies and plain bullshit simply oh i'm sorry simple amazing could be she began to totally ignore him hey are you uh um are you you cheating on me don't ignore me don't start to ignore me are are you ignoring me are you just starting to ignore me (laughs) god damn it I shouldn't have said anything. Shouldn't have said a thing. You laid shouldn't your own s- trap. Uh, you can't. You can't do. If you think they're cheating on you, just know if you confront them, they will start to ignore you. Yeah. So Continue. just write it out. Write <laughs> it out. Write it out in never, doubt. Never confront anybody. Write <laughs> it out in doubt. That's yeah. the Roach Coach motto. Oh, That's yeah. it. That's it. We're giving some great advice tonight. <laughs> That's right. Real relationship ender advice tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Just listen. Absolutely. Take take that pain, bury it in a 20 piece, <laughs> and if you're feeling like living on the edge, ask for some of that McDonald's ranch, baby. Yeah. Say, take it. Find the dustiest piece of shit ranch you can. Listen, if you could just throw a quick thermometer in there, guarantee it is at least 68 degrees, and then give me that shit. God. What I want you to do is go to McDonald's, get a 20-piece on that rainy night, forget about a couple extra nugs, wake up in the morning feeling depressed, lay in bed until about noon so the sun really bakes in your car. Then get in and say, oh, man, I'm fucking hungry. There are a couple nugs left. Oh, I didn't open that ranch. Great. You get that heated <laughs> ranch. Bust that seal on that heated ranch. Holy shit. Oh, my God. They're going to need hazmat suits when they find your fucking body. Well, you can either be open and honest about your concerns. Uh, or, or you can follow our advice. Up to you. This is a free podcast. So isn't is. that what Pete Holmes always says? It's a free, isn't true. that what he always screams? I think, you, scream. I think you might scream it. Yes. yes. All right. Are we ready for the next track? Let's do it. All right. Up next, we got Running From Nothing.
This is a hot one. This is a hot one. We start off and we're in, we're still in this moody, emotional moment. We're still in that car on a night drive, feeling these emotions. I mean, this first lyric, 5 a.m., laying still lonely. If that ain't 20-piece nugget lyrics, I don't know (laughs) what they are. But then the catharsis of that chorus. Get up. Get to the pit. I like this one. This was good. This one, I uh, I thought this was an interesting merging of what's been going on the last couple of songs with the beginning of the record. Let's get the emotional, smooth stuff with that heavy, Jenny. I agree with you about the last part of what you said. It definitely does kind of take the different vibes that they're running with and marry them together very, very well. And I think it works very well. I do feel that I got a mild changing on this song. So, you know, uh, it's, it isn't my favorite song on the record for me, but I do think it is so far the best example of what I think they were going for. And I really liked it. Changing notwithstanding. Matt. Matt. I'm not here to besmirch this <laughs> song. <laughs> Don't chains me, bro. Mm-hmm. Too much even a slight chainsing can be too much for some people. For some people. But Consult again, your physician for the proper chainsing for you. The play makes sense. The moves make sense. The positioning, the timing, everything makes sense about the song. It is not for me. I want them to rip it again. I'm three quarters through the album. I need an energy boost. And I get another kind of mid-tempo stoker. I will say, though, I appreciate that he's willing to do different things with this vocal attack, even if it does mean I get a mild, mild changing. All right. Versatility. Versatility. There we go. There you go. Jenny, we got one comment on (laughs) songmeanings.com. We do. I knew this was going to happen. I just closed it. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure what the the comment says. Let's let's test my memory. Does it say, holy fuck, amazing song? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> there we go. It's the one time I remembered something because I was just looking at it. Everybody rejoice. <laughs> I remembered something. Jenny remembered something. <laughs> the, the key is it has to have been in front of her one second ago. <laughs> That's and then 100% she's got it. true. And then I've got, got it, it for a very fleeting moment. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Cruel World. Kill the street. I'll take that away with the fade. I'll 
That's quite a chorus. Hey, we're going to be extinct. This song I wrote, ha ha, holy shit, this song. <laughs> uh, the uh, We're talking about religious imagery. We're talking about, I mean, truth and advertising, cruel world, an age of distrust and hypocrisy, unemployed living in poverty. It makes me sick to witness. You could write this song in 2005. You could write this song yesterday. Boy, oh boy. This song, it's a crusher. I loved it. Jenny? I liked this one. Um, I I thought there was a, a nice chug throughout uh, the We're Gonna Be Extinct chorus. How could I not love it? There was a song on songmeanings.com. Not a song. There wasn't a song on songmeanings.com. There was a comment that said, this song goes to show you how fucked up our world is today. Hey, I don't mean to time travel back to 2005, but boy, boy, do I have a twist for you. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this song? Yeah, it's... I think now they're kind of in, they're in a different pocket. You know, I, I think this song is, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like this song as much. Maybe I I feel a little, I want more. When you know, you I mean? know you can get a straight hate. That's the thing is they should, they, they showed their cards early, and they were all aces, baby. <laughs> I thought, Matt, what I thought you were going to say was they shot their wad early. <laughs> they shot of course you wa- thought that, Jenny. <laughs> I became I became my father, and I said they shot their giant wads early. <laughs> and they now, blew their load. And now, now their instruments are covered in jizz, and they don't play right, as well. They have to slow down a little bit. can you imagine showing up for your gig and they're like here's your guitar and you're like wait is this covered in jizz and it's like we blew our load early (laughs) good luck couldn't control it (laughs) oh man good luck do your best uh you know there's some guy in a band who's like that shit fucking happened (laughs) you'd be surprised Man, let me tell you, life on the road. Oh, I got some stories oh, from rural boy. Iowa you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Dear Penthouse uh, Forum, you yeah. wouldn't believe what happened to me. <laughs> I had to put a seven string on my guitar because one of them got stuck and wouldn't come unstuck. Uh, what if that's the true origin? Look, let's get a, a crack team of investigators on it. <laughs> uh, let's, let's please. All right. I think we're ready for our next one. All right. Up next, we've got Flatlined. Tasting my throat 
Matt, we're going to start with you. We're going to start with you. So I'm re-looking at the Blood Simple album cover here. We do indeed have this dystopian society. But there is a pillar in the distance. And on top of that pillar is a white bird. Illuminated with a backdrop of an orange sky. As if light from above is pouring down on this bird. That looks upon this dystopian landscape. And I find myself thinking, Oh, there's a bird on this album. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaning, there's a part of this album that's free from the constraints of the death and destruction, baby. It's going somewhere else. It's got to fly free. It's got to have an uplift chorus. It's got to have. It's going to be different. It's got to soar. It's got to soar. Birds got to soar. Lauren, what do you always Bur- say about birds? <sighs> they got to soar. That's right. (laughs) You know, it's a weird, it is a weird play at the now 90% mark to say, you know, those slow songs earlier, not good enough. We really got to slow down to a mid-tempo. We got to slow this down. We got to, we got to pull a stained here. Whoa. Mm. Wow. See, this seems too this seems almost like too soulful. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, because when I think of stained, especially listening to it now, it's like he's 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 bearing it all but in a way that feels less for you and more for him. He's bearing it all, but ultimately he's the one who's benefiting more than we are. And here, this feels like a mutual bearing of our souls. I will notice that a commenter, one comment on songmeanings.com, says, Ha ha, this sounds like elevator music. It's so great. Okay. Okay. But the next line is equally important. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Go ahead. Anyway, I think this song is about dying from a drug overdose. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's a real one-two punch. And... I believe they're right. This song is about a friend of the lyricist who did a bunch of drugs and unfortunately passed away. That's a shame. It is a shame. Always is. Well, hey. how about the next song? <laughs> sure. I do I do have a quick cue before we get there. Yes, sir. Which is how respectful of our time is this album? Uh, this album comes in at 44 minutes and 49 seconds. Oh, for 11 tracks, I'm a little surprised. It's respectful of our time, but for 11 songs, we got some long boys in here. The songs, uh, they can be long. We also have a bit of a break, like a gap where we get a secret track. So that tacks a few minutes on as well. Up next, we get a guest. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Mudvayne's Chad Gray who's featured on the song Falling Backwards.
And where I need to fast forward to, Matt, you're going to need to go to the wage war section over at 233. <laughs> of course I do. Every time I listen to this album, when that Wage War section comes on, I am like, oh, shit, this record's not done with me yet. This record is not done with me. This is incredible. There's like five parts that are awesome in it. That part's awesome. The fact that the chorus is now starts with the line, now fuckers, you have my attention. I, uh, I thought this was great. Jenny. What'd you think of falling backwards? I have no complaints. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Matt. <sighs> needed this. <laughs> I actually needed uh, this is now just a sequencing issue. I needed this earlier. Mm. So you don't think this is like a sweet, sweet spice at the end. Your thought is this is too late. You needed this way earlier. If I'm listening to this as a front to back, I'm I need this two songs ago. But it is what it is, and it is where it is, and I'm glad it's there. But it does bring up kind of a philosophical question of we've kind of heard some mid tempo and kind of in their feeling songs. And you know, as someone who has listened to incredibly uh whiny emo music for a large swath of their lives and wasn't you know as the guy who never listened to to new metal and this is you know more metal and more metal than i've ever listened to in my entire life do does a band make the moves that they've made with some of the slower songs to allow their fan base to hear those types of songs i know it's a weird kind of esoteric question but, you know, like, I, I think of, like, glam rockers having a power ballad. Obviously, it's something for the ladies to broaden the audience. But also, it allows feelings to occur that they their fans might not go other places for. Just a question. Probably doesn't have an answer. I don't think I'm right on it. I just kind of, it hit me while I heard this song, and then thought about the last few songs we heard. I mean, it comes back to music as emotion delivery system. And whether you are finding what you need in the one genre that you're hanging out in, or if you need a push to try something else. And... Matt, you might be onto something here of this idea that, you know, why not, you know, you lure them in with a straight hate, a path to prevail, and then you say, but hey, try out something a little smoother too. 
you just might like it. Just might change your life. Disguise your veggies and your mac and cheese. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you, you go. Yeah, there might be something to that. I think I think you might be right. I also think this is kind of an example of a band broke up and this was what came out of it because there was like a specific style that that we wanted to pursue as best I can tell. So this feels like an exploration of that. Who better to do that with than Google Garth? Very it's true. That's Very true. true. As they said, they rolled in. They said, this is what we want to do. And he said, "Let's that I support you 100%. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I will do anything for it. Check my resume. Don't look on Wikipedia, though, because my link's dead. Mm. <sighs> no, I'm not letting this go. Tough stuff. I'm not letting this go. <laughs> Tough stuff. All right. We've got one song left. And it is called Plunder. So Matt, they take us out with an acoustic gentle boy with some synth beats on it. Almost tender entrance. Exit, I should say. Very tender much so. Exit. How do you feel? That felt like a different band. I like the song, honestly. I, I don't have a I didn't have a, a big gripe with the song. I you know, I'm always there for some bleeps and bloops. I don't mind breathy, breathy singing. I think some of Jenny's muse instincts come back just a touch. Um, but we kind of got like that triumphant, soft outro. But it did... I thought I knew who this band was. And then they kind of threw me this one. And I'm like, this is the first one you did like this. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just weird. It's just an odd, an odd out. I don't know Je- what to make of it yet. Sorry. Jenny, what'd you think of Plunder? I, I guess I wasn't too surprised to hear that we ended like this. I thought we were kind of building to something very soft. I think, uh, Matt, something you'd mentioned earlier, the sequencing of it all might have been the thing that gave me like i said before whiplash 
just brilliant commentary here. But like, I, I think like initially listening to it, that was what kind of made me go, like, whoa, 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 what's happening here? Um, I don't mind it as an outro. I think it's kind of like flexing again, like a little bit. Like, this is what we can do. This is something we want to explore. Um, it was not my favorite track on the album, but I do still feel as though they pull it off. Yeah, I thought they pulled it off pretty well. And I think when, Matt, you were talking about the sequencing, I think you've got to put Falling Backwards at 10. Because if you don't, if you bump it up, then it kind of leaves the record, I think, kind of lopsided. Because then the first half of the record is all rippers, and the second half of the record is all slow songs. And I think you've got to have Falling Backwards, or if not Falling Backwards, another ripper, late in the game to keep that balance otherwise you risk the point of somebody saying oh well after after falling backwards you know it's just all slow songs to the end or all mid tempo that's true that's true Mm -hmm. so and and the thing is that i have i have heard records like that that just baffle me where it's like six just just out the gate rockers up top and then the record's like that's it sorry see you later we got six more but they're snoozes Stick around if you want to. And I don't, Isn't that what? Yeah, but I don't think these. I get what you're saying. I don't think I have the problem them being snoozes, but I do feel the sense of wanting more, and I don't think that that would be any band's goal. Mm. Would would be to leave people wanting. Well, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe I'm full of shit on that one. Because bands should leave you wanting more, but not in the middle of their record. <laughs> Very true. So, in classic new metal tradition, this track, this uh, album has a secret track. If you go to four minutes and fifty three seconds, you will hear it. All right. I'm sure. Is there a song song? There's no song. We just get a variety of voicemails that then eventually translate into what sounds like a dinner conversation that then culminates in what sounds like people drunkenly falling into a pool, and it is hilarious. All right. I think we're good. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the album. That is Blood Simple, A Cruel World. And now it is the part in the show where we talk about... Cannon talk. Talk about cannon. Jenny, let's start with you. Okay, so I really enjoyed this record. Um, I thought it had a lot to offer. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I also thought it was interesting that it, it seems to be only later recognized as an underrated new metal record. I really liked it. I thought that there was a lot to like on here. I don't know if it felt essential to me. There wasn't any specific track that stuck out to me as a 
new metal song that feels essential. There were definitely songs I liked quite a bit, but nothing fully captured me in terms of like inclusion in the canon. I don't feel super strongly about that. And I am really curious to hear where you two landed on this as well. So consider this a soft no from me, but I'm open. Okay. So I thought this was a really hot record and I thought it had a lot of rippers. I thought it was interesting and exciting the entire time. Like every time I listened to it, I was like, oh, what are we trying here? We're trying something different here. We're trying something smooth, but we're still having like a ripping chorus, you know, all these different things going on. And I, on the one hand, I'm like something like falling backwards felt essential to me. Something like path to prevail and bleed in, bleed, blood out, blood in, blood out felt essential. But honestly, the most essential song to me on this album is the leaving song. It feels to me like we haven't had a real good night drive song in the new metal vein in a while and this one i think is a real strong contender so i don't know if i put the whole thing in but i feel like the leaving song is where i land as like as a, as a gotta as a gotta go in matt you know i thought you were gonna say straight hate I thought you were going to say Path to Prevail, but you said the leaving song, and I am shook. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, get yourself some room temperature ranch, baby, RTR. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself for botulism. We're That's going right. on a night drive. <laughs> we're going on a night drive, baby. <laughs> oh, those like wet July nights where you roll into a, a McDonald's, you roll down your window, and like, the asphalt heat and wetness hits your face. That's such yeah. a weird, wonderful feeling. It's something, you know, it's that thing. I always used to think about, you know, getting out of a, of a late improv show and you're driving back home and you're like, the Woodward McDonald's is still open. Oof. <laughs> I'm feeling adventurous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think I had my critical new metal ears on because they perked them up so hard at the beginning where I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Loving this. And then they gave me a lot of mid-tempo, straight kind of like alt-rock, some groove, some new, but kind of like a nice mixed bag. But I didn't feel like anything should be in there per se. But if you would have said straight hate or path to prevail, I'd be like, yeah, sure, put them in. But you said the leaving song, and now I'm like, is that argument going to sway me that we need a new Night Drive song in? And it kind of has stolen my heart a little bit. I'm like, now I just want some nuggets to hear the leaving song. Look, it's late, and I am hungry. And... You know, they say it's a, it's a million little tiny decisions that lead you to big decisions. So maybe my decision not to snack before we started is leading me here. But I'm inclined to to say, OK, yeah, throw the leaving song in there. I'd never discourage anyone from checking out this record. I think it's good. I do. Too. Yeah, it's a really good record. All right. Well, then there you have it. The leaving song into the new metal canon. Welcome, Blood Simple. 
There we go. Welcome. And that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Please say hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. That's coach with a K, of course. And uh, if you're feeling so inclined, please head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast and become a patron. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.